welcome back to The Tiny Room, to episode 31 of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I am Michael, and with me is my unusually dry co-host, Ben. I am so arid. <laughs> um, yep. And this week, we're going to be walking on eggshells for the majority. Yes! Uh, but let's start with some news. Yes. Sorry, it's stuck in my head since we watched the trailer. Oh, was that was that Barracuda? Well, it was. I, I would like. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do justice to Barracuda and say that it was an attempt oh. to mimic Barracuda because I can only hit that pitch if I don't open my mouth. The thing about that song is, though, the only part of it I ever remember is. Yes, the lead up. Barracuda. Yeah, that's my Sharona. <laughs> ben, why are we talking about Barracuda? Well, Michael, there was a teaser trailer dropped this week. Mm. And it, it featured someone that we're both awfully fond of. Ourselves? Uh, well, we don't know her. We're, we're fond of the portrayal of a character. Ah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones. Michael. It's, it's Jessica Jones. We're, we're, we're beating around the proverbial the bush. teaser bush. Mm. <laughs> teaser bush? I've just met her. <laughs> You're gonna leave that in? <laughs> probably, probably cut that out, lonely. I've enjoyed that far too much to cut it out. Um, yes. So there was oh, a trailer. That wasn't right. What, um, what did you think of it? Um, it doesn't seem to have as much tension. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not it saying it doesn't seem as subtle. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. It could have just been clips from season one. It looks like uh, yeah. all it is is a reassurance that Jessica Jones is coming back. Yeah, similar to yeah. I hope that's all it is because it doesn't seem to have kept any of its darker, grittier yeah, she, charm in that. It's she looks cleaner, very sassy. I think this might be the season where Jessica gets clean. Oh, because we can't have an alcoholic superhero. But then hopefully falls back. No, I mean she was drinking a lot in that trailer, mm. and then she threatened Spider. But I, she could get she could get in the middle. You see. You're, you're only seeing a teaser trailer where they smash things together. Mm. This could be the you know the big season seven twist where Jessica checks herself into rehab and it's a whole thing. Don't forget, David Tennant has been seen on set. I don't know whether that's flashbacks or post traumatic thing. He has a form of that in the comics. He has a form of regeneration in the comics. Mm, don't think they're going to go that route. I, I hope not because he was great. Mm. And as much as I would love to see his character back, unless the hand gets a hold of him or something as a result of the defenders. Think the hand are done. Okay. I don't think we'll ever be seeing the hand again. Yeah, that's not such a bad thing. Mm. Not such a bad. But you see, this is the thing. Resurrection is a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the whole problem with the hand. That's the whole problem with you when you introduce defeating death in any bloody which we've covered before. But uh, anyway, that picture looks suspiciously purple. By the way, Did you see the the thing they ripped the, well, what the brown done? wrapping paper off. Yeah, that could be a relic from her Purple Man days. Looks very purple to me. It, it um it is in the art style of the covers of the original Alias comic book. Ah, it's not one of the covers because it's a it's a what's her name Kristen Ritter. It's a Kristen Ritter, not a what Jessica Jones used to look like pre Kristen Ritter. Pre Kristen Ritter, but uh, it's definitely that style. Wow. Also, looks like there's a new man in life. Oh yeah, who's that guy? Who's that guy? Johnny Generic. Johnny Gen- Mr. Mr. Generic. Mr. To you, jo- Mr. G. B. Neric. Nice. That's not great. Well, I mean, it was better than mine. <laughs> um, yeah. Just in other TV news, by the way. Sure. Um, after we had our Mickey's last week. Yes. The Mickey Awards. Which has garnered much uh, publicity and media attention. And feedback from our friends on Facebook. 
Oh, did we? Did we, get, did we actually get feedback? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's most people are on the side of Logan and Thor Ragnarok. Fair so enough. I we made the right call there. Those were those were two um, solid calls. And for TV, Punisher seems to mostly be getting it, or uh, the other one that I've largely forgotten. People don't like comic book TV shows. Why? Well, I know why. Yeah, a lot of them are great, aren't they? A lot of them are shite. But, yeah. um, that's that's strange. I was at a Christmas festival last night. Yes. And there was a... A Christmas festival. Yeah, a cri- Christmas festival in Selbridge. And there was a carousel. Is that what they're called? Carousel. Yeah, you're right. With the little ponies. Did you did you get uh, flashbacks? I really thought... Did you struggle? I worried that Frank Castle's family <laughs> were going to be killed. And I was going to have to break a man's face. <laughs> Several times. Several times. Spoiled that. Spoiled that. Benjamin. Yes. What was his name? Yes. uh, The Gifted. Mm. Um, Last two episodes. Very good. Oh, we're back. Damn it. It's back. It took a swing in upturning quality. It's so hard to keep up with this stuff at the end of the year. We've had our award ceremony, Michael. I'm not. Well, I'm not taking back Punisher. I still think Punisher Punisher is is, the year. It is. But uh, roll your eyeballs over The Gifted again. It's, It's got good again. It got good again. Mm. Got real good again. Mm. Um, and Agents of Shield is quite amusing. Okay. High praise. Yeah. Do you want to do a little? Do you have a little moment? Yeah. You segued into it really nicely <laughs> earlier on, and I couldn't. I finished Punisher. Oh, congratulations! Oh my god. It's very good. I. Mm, okay, some major spoilers ahead. Great setup for Jigsaw. Yeah. Great setup. Smashed his face off those. Smashed his face off it, pretty boy. Should have seen it coming. Kind of did see, kind of did see it coming. But everybody says that retroactive. Should have seen it coming with all the pretty boy comments and stuff like that. It would be a nice psychological. Did you not realize? That? I, I kind of figured it, but I didn't know how important he was going to be. I didn't know whether he was going to do the best friend sacrifices himself at the end, which they teased when he clips the. Yeah, but his name is Billy Russo. Off. Billy Russo is Jigsaw. Oh, I didn't know that at all. Really? Oh, I missed that completely. I did a review of all the Punisher movies for you three months ago. You, I don't think you ever mentioned Billy Russo I'm in that review. Sure I did. He's the main bad guy in Warzone. Played by Dominic West. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't. He, he also acted like he was pretty. But Ben Barnes is much prettier than Dominic West. Ooh. That's a fact. Take Dominic, that. if you want to... If you want to write into our podcast and be petty about how pretty you are, Ooh. please do. But uh, Ben Barnes, handsome man. He's a uh, very skinny. He's he's very slim, but yeah. that's in right now. It's it's yeah. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I I I would find it hard to be intimidated by him. He's got those moves though. He's got them. He's got the moves. He's got Warwick Wahlberg again. He's got he's got those moves though. Um, those tasty little moves. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a good series. I was. Man, it's so twisted at the end. Like that's just grueling punishment. Also, Agent Orange taking a nose dive. Loved it. Oh yeah, that was. Huge. I am a reminder. Yeah. yeah. Boom, boom. Even even boom. the way it was filmed, like they shake the camera with each fist bump, and you hear the the sledgehammer from the start. There's so many callbacks and and loops around. Oh, I thought it was epic. It no, it's stomach churning at points. Mm-hmm. Like my sister walked in at one point. I was like out. <laughs> out because she doesn't do blood or gore I'm watching my snuff at films <laughs> you know, leave me you know you're not supposed to come in when I'm watching my snuff leave me unfortunately yes unfortunately completely fell out of love with Madonna at the end of it oh. just, she just comes in to be put out again like it's just like uh. I don't think she will be in season 2 I don't think she should be in season no, 2 she's, I think the, she, she's the weakest character she's done professionally 
Yeah, she's the weak, but she's also the weakest character. Yeah, if they brought her back, in, if they brought her back in season two, they need to contrive some sort of reason that he would need to be involved. Well, she, I think Billy Russo Jigsaw will mm. go after her. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so I think she's a, probably almost. She'll be a Karen Page. One hundred percent. I would imagine there'll be a line similar to, "You don't think I'm pretty anymore." What's the matter? Oh, of course, I something like we will we'll have a whole, we'll have a whole thing. Maybe there. they'll just, uh, maybe they'll just refrigerate her from the first episode. Yeah, yeah. One slight oversight. Mm-hmm. Nobody seems to have a memory for faces in the Punisher universe. No, and everyone's acting as if the man who has been broadcast on every channel from yes. here to Timbuktu will just be forgotten. He'll be fine now. I did, that's the one large oversight. He was the biggest story in New York not mm-hmm. a year ago. He can grow back his beard. Possibly what will happen is uh, Infinity War will happen and everyone will go oh that lad with the gun who killed a few people I don't even remember yeah, that. Yeah I don't even remember who that is. What with aliens when, being real and whatnot. Yeah I remember when aliens came again but this time worse. Had that so big to get chin. Yeah the big chin thing. Here comes the violet chin. That's a fairly odd parents throwback for anyone that watched that show. Never seen it. Did you see the trailer for the Spider-Verse? No. I I can already feel it. I've reacted to that very poorly. You think so? I've tightened. It's uh, it's an animated series. Okay. No, it's an animated movie. Oh. It's going to be an animated movie Mm -hmm. next 2018. Christmas 2018. Oh, okay. So next year. And it's Miles Morales. Yeah, they've but been phasing Peter out for a while, though, haven't they? It looks like Peter's still alive. It looks like he's going to meet a lot of the Spider-Mans from oh. the different universes. Okay. Maybe he'll meet a Miguel O'Hara, a Spider-Man ah, 29. Who we've mentioned on the podcast. Maybe he'll meet a Ben Riley, Who we've mentioned on the podcast. Maybe he'll meet a Kane. Who we haven't mentioned on no, the podcast. No, but, you know, maybe he'll meet a Spider-Ham. Oh, they like that joke every once in a while. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, it's that parody from The Simpsons that we've now worked into our narrative. No, that predates The Simpsons. Are you sure? Yeah, considerably. Really? Peter Parker. Oh, was he was he part of the Howard the Duck era? Yeah, things? Peter Parker, mm. the Spider Ham. Mm, I see. Anyway, that's coming out. Looks good. I think just Donald Glover is doing the voice. Oh, so they gave him a. And it's a whole circular thing because apparently Donald. He Glover was in the running to be Black Spider Man. Miles point. Morales, I think, is his name. I don't think. No, but it, the hashtag was. One of the hashtags was Black Spider-Man. But Miles Morales is a teen. And Donald yes, Glover Donald Glover is decidedly not. Well into his 30s. He gets a lot of kind of little cameos, though, as a result of that. Remember, he's the... Yeah. Yeah. But even more so than that, he inspired Miles Morales, apparently. Oh! Yeah. By his owning of a Spider-Man pyjama. Well, that's quite something. Yeah, so it's very certain. It's very, very meta. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Spider-Man stuff... Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Michael, welcome back to... Really my only segment. Um, <laughs> no, Ben's Retractions. Ben's Retractions, which has been sadly retired. We'll bring it back. Um, no, I've just learned to watch my words more. Um, my wording is essential now. Uh, why would you do that? Oh, famous segment. It's back. It's back. Uh, this week we found out the uh, source material for the Venom standalone Sony movie. Boo. Starring Tom Hardy. No, oh, boo. And the first question that I have, Michael, is... Why would you do that? Why would you have a Venom movie without having introduced him in the Spider-Man Homecoming-verse? It doesn't make any sense. I, I think it's still in limbo of what universe this movie's going to exist in, even. But why Why would you separate what is quintessentially, like, Spider-Man's mirror image mm-hmm. 
with all the evilness and stuff thrown in. Mm-hmm. And his entire character arc is kind of this obsession with Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Well, what are you going to do with him now? I don't know. What are you going to... Well, they oh, answered that oh, you know. week okay, with, you their, know. With, their, with their thing. It's going to be taken from the 1993 Lethal Protect- Protector run. Is that the one where he ate brains? Yes, so he ate some brains. Uh-huh. Um, and what happened is Spider-Man tries to teach Eddie Brock and the symbiote, who refer to themselves as we. Uh-huh. Uh, they're a collective... I know. As a pair, I'm just explaining for people oh, who are listening. I forgot the microphone. There are, there are there are other people, Michael. I'm aware that your comic knowledge surpasses my own. Yes, considering um, also <laughs> handsomeness. Uh, that's that's for everyone else to put up a poll. Uh, so Christmas poll. Oh, yeah. It's called a candy cane. Um, we <laughs> we are uh, venom is the traditional kind of battle cry of Venom from the mm-hmm. 90s especially but Spider-Man at one point tries to tackle did you know that we have a do we have a battle, battle cry? cry for the podcast for the podcast yeah we do actually have that but you're the only one who says it <laughs> I just look around and hope that no one heard us within earshot <laughs> you beam with pride um, so yeah um, basically the man pre- the lethal protector run was Spider-Man tries to give him a lesson in morality mm-hmm. and tries to teach him the difference between kind of what is right and what is wrong and what you should do with murderers and blah 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 and of course Venom takes that misinterprets it completely and goes to the other end of the he's like a Judge Dredd with an alien symbiote attached now Ben I have a question yes how is Spiderman 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 how is that's a combination of Spiderman and Peter Mm -hmm. how is Spiderman going to teach him that if he's not in the movie well you see Michael yes why would you do that? Oh, that's your point. Yeah, you see? It doesn't make any... Well, I mean, surely he can learn about morality, but I think what we're going to have is, like, a moral Eddie Brock who tries to teach the symbiote what mm. to do. And I think we're going to make Venom into an anti-hero. Oh, well, obviously. Because anti-heroes are in right now, but yeah. I think that's really thick. I don't get why you wouldn't have Venom in his big, kind of... Evil glory. glory. And I think Carnage is going to appear... As well. But it's too soon. But it's too soon. It's a lot of backstory to cram into one movie, but it hasn't stopped Sony before. Uh, so It's like the Sinister Six again. I don't know what you're going to do. I don't know if it's an alternate universe or an older Spider-Man where all this has happened before. Or, mm. But I don't know how you introduce... Is it just for comic book fans? A, are we trying to introduce new people to Are you Venom? saying we have secret news? Are you saying that you've, Tobey Maguire has been seen on set? Could you imagine? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Um, but no that's sadly not what I'm saying um, but yeah I just don't understand why this Venom standalone is happening without any prior introduction or because he's not that well known outside of comic book circles uh, he was pretty important in the 1990s Spider-Man animated series he was but Spider-Man 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 that was so poorly animated I know but it seemed great at the time it seemed great at the time but I was you know obsessed with Fox Kids at the time and it was the same era as X-Men I'm going to edit Fox from that is it not Fox Kids? Yeah, I'm just going to edit it so you said I'm obsessed with kids. Oh, okay. It's not great for me, really, is it? Um, we'll do a Skype from prison. <laughs> they won't give me enough time. I only get 30 minutes of Skype time in prison. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, 30 minutes a day. Uh, it, Short it, podcast. It helped me develop my lifelong obsession with uh, Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the Black Cat. She's, she's just fan service, buddy. Mm, yeah, you fun. fell for it. That's what I like. Big old fan service rules. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on. Ben, you've had many formative experiences well, in I've comics. Just, I've just basically told you them all in this <laughs> tiny room with 
just the two of us in a private conversation. Next no week's podcast is going to be mixed most formative experiences to least formative experiences. We're going to rank them. Oh, we can do that now if we want. Going to uh, <laughs> Catwoman. They're mostly cat women. Were, yeah, and you have two cats. Catwoman. You have two cats. Felicia Hardy. Chitara. The sorceress from uh, He-Man. I never saw her. Oh, so young. Um, you, I mean, not her. I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> oh, no. Who's editing this week? Anyway, let's move on. Um, ben. Yes. This week's uh, this week question is... What even is cultural appropriation? Whoa. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna we have a little disclaimer here. So I I have never been known for my sense of decorum, no sensitivity, mm-hmm. uh, anything like that, because I generally open my mouth before I think, and so very often on the podcast I probably sound like a bigot, yeah, um, or a racist, or a, or, a, or a twat, um, sexist, a uh, sexist, uh, possibly homophobic at times, yeah, occasionally. Um, I really don't mean to come across that way. But you do. Uh, but I do. And I hope people don't hold it against me too much. I just like to talk. I like to sound my own voice. And sometimes I forget to, to listen. Yeah. Um, having, having said that. Having said that, this this week's topic was, was my idea. Yeah. Um, and it was brought mainly... Um, it came about through... Uh, my watching of the Black Panther trailer for the umpteenth time because I'm, I'm quite quite pumped for Black Panther. I think it's going to be amazing. Um, I'm going to sidetrack you there for a second. Sure. I've been watching trailers of the other Marvel movies done to the music from the Black Panther trailer. It makes Ooh. all trailers better. Uh, well, to be fair, it's an amazing song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to handle this topic <laughs> as as insensitively as, insensitively as possible. Well, about as well as two white middle class men can. I'm working class. I'm a working class man. You're, you're Swiss. I am. I, uh, <laughs> I own a pair of work boots. I've just come from the mines. Uh, well, you do have coal on your face as we speak. Yeah. Oh. oh <laughs> See? First foot Straight off the bat. Straight off the bat, we've mucked... Well, I've mucked up. Yeah, um, look, basically, we're going to try and handle this. We think it's an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say we think that because you agreed to do it. Yeah. Um, but before we go any further, I would like to make a quick distinction. Go on. Between cultural appropriation and cultural uh, representation. Oh. Um, appropriation is generally what you hear about when someone from another race appropriates culture from another race race or ethnic background. I don't believe in race, Ben. Um Oh, okay, you don't, but the rest, a lot of the rest of the world does. <laughs> I mean, w- w- should you say culture rather than race? Well, will we say culture? Will Let's we, say we culture. Say, we say different I, cultures. I don't believe okay. in race. Biologically speaking, we're we're all one race. Okay, fair enough. Um, so we'll do culture. Biologically then. speaking, race doesn't exist. There's no races of other animals. You are a recovering scientist. You mm. would know. Um, fair enough. So we'll do cultures from now on? Yeah. Cultures from now on. Good. Um, so cultural appropriation is when one culture borrows culture from another culture. Borrows or takes? Mm, and therein lies the debate. Ah. Um, so, generally speaking... Luckily, uh, Ben, you're a master debater. <laughs> I am masturbating. I'm, I'm, I love big crowds. Um, so... <laughs> Keep saying the same. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Generally speaking, that's what it boils down to. One group feels that it's okay 
to borrow uh, an aspect of a culture, uh, the most common one that's given is is dreadlocks or braids. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems to be the go-to example. Mm-hmm. And another culture uh, often feels hard done by by that. Uh, so the uh, the culture who has been borrowed from, I suppose, mm-hmm. feels quite or unfair. stolen from or stolen. From. I was getting to that or stolen from feels aggrieved mm-hmm. or feels that they've been very offended and naturally a whole debate breaks out and blah blah blah, blah. usually it's yeah. very sensitive people right that that fall prey to this particular thing and it's very hard to decide where cultural appropriation is okay and where cultural appropriation is not See, well i mean when it's where appropriation is inherently inherently is by definition a negative word that was a very porky pig moment. So you could say cultural mixing instead of cultural appropriation and non-negative text. Yeah, I suppose. Well, if you look at the world and the internet and, and the way that all culture is kind of becoming sanitized in some form or not, you know what I mean? Globalization is helping to to pave all that as we go along for better or worse. Would you say that the relative feeling of power between the two cultures in question is part of the issue. Oh, power dynamics are the only reason that this is a topic. Mm. I, I would say that power dynamics are the, the sole reason that this is a topic because it's a choice of whether you get to just take what you want mm-hmm. or whether you have to pay a Jew. Uh, uh, no! I said a Jew. It was bad pronunciation. <laughs> Well, that's how you pronounce that word in English. It's just like it was it just unfortunate. It is called a Jew. It was it's just unfortunate. Very unfortunate choice of words. Then, um, wow. Um, so, come here for a second. Wow, that was such a shocker. I forgot what I was going to say. Gonna have to edit this thing. No, it's D U E. I know. Not, yeah. Okay. I fine. know what you're saying. It was just very poorly. It chosen. was just very, very poorly chosen. So look, we're not here to decide whether appropriation is right or not. That's not what we're looking at. What we're looking at today is, I think it would be better to say that we're looking at representation and accusations of appropriation from other people. Okay. Is is that fair? But what has this got to do with comic books? Well, so I was looking at some of the feedback from the Black Panther trailers. And uh, some people are uh, arguing that it's, Mixing too many African cultures together. Oh. So, this always reminds me of your argument regarding Chadwick Boseman, where his accent is generically African. Yeah. I am the Prince of Wakanda. Yeah, so it's Nelson Mandela meets Chadwick Boseman, I guess. My issue with his accent, and I'm just going to point out that when I'm doing this accent during this podcast, I'm doing Chadman's, Chadwick Boseman's accent. Very important. Not any specific ac- African accent. Very important. My, accent, my issue with his accent is that his accent is inconsistent with the other Wakandan Af- accents. Even in within single conversations, like, don't freeze. And then he says, I never freeze. Yeah. And they pronounce freeze differently. And His is far more South African. Sometimes people from the same country don't pronounce things the same way. We've got... 32 counties and 32 different accents over yeah, here uh, easily I mean you've got a north a south and a west to Dublin accent as well so absolutely so th- these things happen these things can happen it's just when we see it in the she may well be from 
palace with him. They mm-hmm. may have grown up together, mm-hmm. and then it's just bad acting because yeah. they haven't got on the dialogue properly and gone. It's, let's nail this down how we say how this he word sounds, or yeah, what what the actual um, dialect is for that region. Um, it's interesting. I'm going to divert you for a second. Sure, sure. This is a very interesting topic, but it let's take a step back okay. in time. Because this is something, as an Irish person, mm. well, this is something as a non-American that has always bothered me about Marvel in particular. Okay, let's, let's, let's do it. What bothers me about Marvel in particular is that comic book characters who are American generally come from real places, and comic book characters from not America often come from fake places. Marvel do that all the time. They do that all the time. So you have New York, yeah. Los Angeles, and for some reason, Wakanda. Yeah, you can't have a... Why not Lesotho? Yeah, you can't have a Lego superhero yeah, or something. Or Lego. Yeah. Or you have uh, the Maximoff twins from... From Wundegore. Sokov- Von- Sokovia? Well, it depends on what you read. Yeah. There's Wundegore Mountain, and I think it's Wundegore because it's German pronunciation, yeah. but I'm not sure. But they're all like... Or Doctor Doom. From, from Latveria, Latveria which Why? is just Latvia. Just be Latvia. <laughs> just be Latvia. Just let Latvia be ruled by a despotic man in a suit. It's and not. It kind of bothers me. And I always thought it was because they knew what they were writing when they were writing about America. And they obviously hadn't seen a map of Europe or Africa. And they just came up with the nearest possible name. Or, I mean, Latveria is just Latvia. Or mm, Sure. And oh. But I think this boils down to like a lot of... I think that's kind of the insulting thing about early comics, mm-hmm. I guess, especially in the case of Marvel. Mm. Because what they did was they chose a region of the planet. Yeah. They would give it a new name, Wakanda, Laferia, what have you. Mm-hmm. It's a very interesting, fantastic four area, what have you. Uh, <laughs> ah, very yeah. good. Because um, I thought... No, that was just. Nah, a, I just taken the taken the, the the speech item, the proverbial mick. Um. So. Um. Yeah. And then what they did was they took the most general stereotypes of those places. So if you look at early representations of Latveria, they're all gypsies. They're all <laughs> they're all gypsies uh, who do various and they go around in hoods, in hoods and working on the farm, working on the farm. And they're poor. all and everyone else is poor and they all look at Doctor Doom like he's a god and yeah. it's it's. Castles with lightning in the background. It's not a flattering portrayal. And the same mm-hmm. can be said of Wakanda. Wakanda is very primitive. It's it's not supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be this technologically advanced wonder play. And yet, they go around in grass skirts and things like that. So it's, you know, it's this primitive representation of Africa mm-hmm. that doesn't really reflect, reflect a, a modern... Africa in the same way. Not that there aren't tribal elements to modern Africa, I'm not saying that, but generally speaking, especially in the early iterations, they took all the stereotypes they could find. Like any any Ireland representation mm-hmm. in Marvel comics had thatched grooves yeah. and pipes. Pipes. We all had pipes. Uh, a Wellington boot. And shillelaghs. Yeah. Fucking shillelaghs. Fuck off, shillelaghs! But obviously, I wonder why they didn't make up a fake country like Ireland. Emeraldia. Yeah. Or, or, or England. No, that's real. <laughs> um, Iceland. No, that's real. No, it's real as well. Do you think it was disrespectful? We probably could have researched this. Do you think it was disrespectful 
that they made up these places because they thought no one will notice or do you think it was an effort to be a bit more respectful by making up a fictional place that you could make up things for without insulting actual people? Yeah, well, I think it's important to look at, at Stanley in this in this because he came up with the Black Panther mm-hmm. in, oh, well, we just give you a quick background. 1966, uh, Fantastic Four, issue 52, uh, the Black Panther makes his first appearance. Um, and anytime you see the Black Panther, he is coming from Wakanda to America. Mm-hmm. Um, he very rarely has stories that feature in his own um, country or anything like ah, that. In the early he's, running. Yeah, in the early runnings, he's always visiting America for one reason or another mm-hmm. uh, to do different things. Uh, obviously, when it came out, there was a huge um, backlash against the character, saying that Stanley aligned himself with the Black Panther movement. I thought the Black Panther came out before the Black Panthers. I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Okay. I think he did. What year was the Black Panthers? I'm going to have to check that. Okay. I'm possibly wrong on that one. But anyway, eventually, mm-hmm. maybe maybe it wasn't instantly after the character, but eventually there was a backlash mm-hmm. against Stanley and Marvel Comics saying that he aligned himself uh, with the Black Panthers. And in response to that, mm-hmm. in response to that... Um, Stanley actually changed the name of the character to the Black Jaguar, the Black Leopard. Black Close enough. Leopard. I remember that. Um, I sorry, remember. the the battery on my computer is is very low because I was a tears and didn't plug it in. There we go. Uh, there we go. Um, so very professional. But they changed his name to the Black Leopard to distance themselves politically. So I think if you look at that incident, you can see how sensitive Stanley was towards being political in any form mm. um, and that might explain why rather than comment on other countries mm. and their state just their makes one power up. structure he makes one up and then if anyone goes hey you can't comment and you can go well it's not a real place mm. I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing um, but I think that might be some of the reasoning obviously I can't this is all speculation and my opinion but I would imagine that if you look at that incident where he changed the name of one of his superheroes just to avoid the political connotation, um, it's, it's quite significant. Who doesn't like Black Panther? Who doesn't like Black Panther? Yeah. Is it African people? Is it African Americans? No, it- so it, I think the, the movie is getting shtick because it generalises African culture into one big thing. so you often see un melange yeah yeah exactly it, they turn it into a melting pot but not the good kind mm-hmm. um, where any kind of stereotype will do and you can slap it on so what, a couple of things that are cited um, from the trailer are um, the very colourful village at one point you see mm-hmm. all the painted things yeah. that is from a specific country in um in Africa but I cannot remember the name of the country I'm very sorry this is going to reflect poorly on me I can't remember each individual one another part that they give out about is at one point you see a man with a lip plate Mm -hmm. in the green suit Yeah, that's traditionally a female ritual Mm -hmm. Um, and the creators of it's not impossible in men but it's traditionally a female attribute in, in particular cultures and they have argued that this is Really just a case of taking aesthetics and shoehorning them. That would be like giving an Irish woman character a shillelagh. Yeah, you can't do that. Only the Irish men get shillelaghs. We fought for our right to shillelaghs. Imagine a woman in a paddy cap. With a pipe. With a pipe. All her own. A woman with a pipe. Um, her own moustache. 
or mutton chops. Uh, but anyway, uh, and another uh, incident is the you see a lot of them wearing the the garment, the heavy garment over the top, the very mm-hmm. patterned kind of heavy garment over the top of their shoulders. Right. It's a famous garb from another region in Africa, um, and they feel that all of these being put together. Mm-hmm. Is kind of just shoehorning the culture. It's like, look at Africans. Like, it's just like, look at Africa. Do you think maybe that in the movie they could say Wakanda has people coming to Wakanda from all over Africa? I think that's what they have to say because the source material that they've borrowed a lot of their aesthetic and work from is the most recent run mm. of Black Panther, which is written by Tanahasi Coates, which I mispronounced last time apparently. Yeah, you got it right. Um, but it's Tanahasi Coates, who is a famous correspondent for the Atlantic newspaper in the States. He mm. covers an awful lot of. He's first of all a Pulitzer Award-winning journalist uh, who happens to write uh, the comic, and Brian Stelfreeze, who is a famous um, black comic book artist. Um, I only signify their race because they're both black. Well, it's, it's relevant. A, yeah, it's on a. It's on a traditionally uh, black comic, but. He, Brian Stelfreeze, argued that because Wakanda is a secret, or was a secret, it was never colonised, and it never suffered colonial influence. Ah. So their tradition... That's why they're not wearing bloody shirts. Yeah, their traditions have lasted much longer. They've never had to abandon their previous tradition. And he also argues... Where did they get bloody hip-hop from? He also argues... I don't know. He also argues that it would possibly have been like a refugee point right. for other African cultures that were being decimated. Oppression. So he actually worked Egyptian elements into... All that far. The, yeah, exactly. He took Africa as all of Africa mm-hmm. without determining between black Africans or Egyptian Africans or, you know, anything like that. And he kind of mixed them all together. Mm. Um, a lot of what you see is also Kirby influenced from the originals. So it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to tell where that comes. But his vision for it and ta Coates' vision for it is all about power dynamics. It's not a traditional superhero comic in the way that you or I would know them. There are no... Um, epic save the citizen scenes it's all about a failing monarchy the responsibility of a monarchy and oh like the TV show Inhumans yeah but done much better done much much better I would be never ever put Black Panther and Inhumans in the same sentence ever again that's horrible Um, what about this sentence oh thank god Black Panther was much better than Inhumans well I hope that's the sentence that we get to say (laughs) but we can't say that yet Um. But a lot of that feedback is... Oh, there are other criticisms of, of the Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw the poster where uh, Chadwick Boseman is sitting in the chair. I believe it's called a throne. Yeah, sorry, sitting in a throne, sorry. Um, and this was compared, when it initially came out, to uh, a famous picture of one of the Black Panther leaders from the political movement in the States, and he was sitting in a chair with a gun. And I, I know... I'm not saying this. I think this is ridiculous. The Black Panther movement doesn't have a copyright on chairs. Black, black men sitting in chairs, surely. Neither do I. I, I, I also I, I don't have I don't have carte blanche on that either. But I agree with you. I don't think um, that it's right to say that. It's being compared to this image here. Um, sorry, it's easier to see it that way. It's just a man sitting yeah, in a chair. Just a man sitting in a chair. Um, it's very silly and obviously the extreme conservative right wing in America went oh my god you're promoting militant 
uh, you know, political movements and blah, blah, blah. So they had a field day with this particular promotional poster. I think it's been pulled since. I think, it got, I think it got so much criticism that people just went, okay, we'll Let's take that get it away. for the tiny room. Yeah, which is not great, you know. Um, we should get it for the tiny room, but we're going to run out of walls because, as we've said before, it's a tiny room, yeah, door. room. I don't think you want to get a Justice League poster anymore. I don't think Alex Ross painted that poster. Did he not? I don't think so. Uh, I think it's just real life people lit to look like an Alex Ross that's poster. That's not great. Oh, yeah. That's attractions. <laughs> yeah, I'll put it in I'll put it in next week. Let's um, talk then, yeah. very briefly, about other incidences of cultural appropriation. Or representation. Or, misrepresentation. Or misrepresentation or whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Do you have any more to say about Black Panther before we move on? Um... No, because my thoughts on Black Panther is Black Panther is let's wait to see. I think that's probably the most essential thing that we could do. But let's take a look at misappropriation or misrepresentation in in other fields. Right. I'm sure you have something to say. I have, about this. Well, I mean, right. here's the thing, right? It's all, as far as I'm concerned, about the cultural appropriation thing. It's all dependent on. Well, first of all, um, personally speaking. Mm. I have a policy of not being offended by things. I think it's fair to say of both of us. So, no, I mean, but even cultural things. Let's say, for example, that uh, a popular TV show was to set uh, an episode in Ireland and be borderline racist. Full-on racist. Yeah. uh, Lots of drinking, fighting. Dogs. Dogs. Why dogs? Wife-beating. There was a hint to that. I've never heard of Irish. I Ireland didn't know beef. that we had this reputation for beaten wives. No, we do apparently. In well, in that America. But yeah, that's bloody news to me. It's but hurtful. Are we talking about The Simpsons? No, I was talking about something else. Well, no, you go Simpsons, and I'll, I'll tell you my thing. Well, the Family Guy did it too. Uh, no, no, did. but very recently there was a really recent go incidence on. of this. Saturday Night Live with Saoirse Ronan had done the infamous at this point Aer Lingus sketch oh I watched that I it, wasn't. it wasn't offensive at all no. I didn't think I thought it was silly yeah. I thought it was bad I, th- I thought the accents were terrible one of them gave it a good shot oh no she was good Cecily Strong was was decent Strong Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reason she was the one that did the majority of the speaking mm. with Saoirse Ronan yeah. and her Irish voice yeah. uh, which I really enjoy um, but yeah I don't um I don't think it was that offensive. You see, this is kind of what I'm getting at. Um, and America, Ireland has been outraged. There's all these columns and, and opinion pieces being written about it. And I'm just like, get over it. Get it's a sketch show, lads. Yeah, build a wall. Get over, get over it. And she's had to come out and defend it. And I was like, oh, Jesus, Saoirse. Yeah, so... It's your fault. I, first of all, people who are professionally offended. Ugh. Ugh. Um, but Not I always. think in a lot of ways, The Simpsons was worse than that sketch. At least an Irish person was involved in that. It was a gentle ribbing. Ooh. Like there's a big difference between we had to stop the plane because there's a dog that has the soul of Oscar Wilde. That was very strange. <laughs> that is the kind of absurdity. Well, why why dogs? I quite enjoy, to be honest with you. Why dogs? But that's a whole other thing by painting a whole nation as white beaters. <laughs> yeah, true. But family got into two. You right. I mean, again, being Irish, we're in a unique, kind of slightly unique position in that Irish people in America were. Um, poorly treated yeah same with Italians yeah uh, not to the extent of Native Americans or no we were never subjugated or African Americans 
Um, well, yeah. we were never subjugated in America. In America, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite important. <laughs> my family are mostly French, so, I mean... Uh, I don't know where my family are from, but we're probably not pure Irish. No, probably not. Anyway, so, there's a big thing about intent. It, like, if you're borrowing something because you think it's cool... That's quite different. Or if you're borrowing something cause, to make fun of it. The problem is often people borrow something to, because they think it's cool and don't know why. Why? Yeah, I, I had an interesting kind of, I don't know, I was, I was trying to research this topic before we did it because obviously I'm, I'm the least sensitive of us, mm-hmm. um, completely by my own idiocy mm-hmm. more than anything else. It's ignorance more than anything else. Um, but when I was looking at this, it's interesting how I think African culture, Latino culture in that regard is quite staunchly defended by people whereas Irish culture and Italian culture has not been you can often make an Italian stereotype Mm -hmm. about you know Italian men these are stereotypes they're not mine but you know if you were to look they're very well black hair they they wear a wife beater grey hair they tan yeah they constantly they constantly talk about their mother sip espresso they love their mother's cooking but even if you look at what they eat Mm -hmm. it's all you know pasta and stuff like there's never and nobody goes oh my god oh Mm -hmm. my god that's so racist and it's the same with Irish people we drink we fight we eat potatoes Mm -hmm. we beat our wives yeah, we beat our wives apparently but nobody gets up in arms about that but that's what I'm saying because those groups aren't traditionally repressed that's but this is yeah that's exactly what I was I was getting at whereas when you understand that kind of very dark past that other cultures have mm-hmm. um, in, partic- in particular Mexico and Africa as a continent not Mexico as a continent Mexico's Mexico as a country Mexico's not a continent Africa as a continent Um you have to kind of you can understand why people get a little more sensitive I know about and that. then you have the thing about about Ireland again like Ireland for a long time poorest part of Europe and we could have had our own little area right and not a big history of black slavery in Ireland so big history of European slavery yeah, oh yeah lots oh of yeah big oh we love a little bit of European slavery around here but let's say an Irish woman gets dreadlocks Mm. Mm. Is that all right? It's not like Ireland has a deep connection it's, with. It's strange, isn't it? It's it's, it's, it's a weird one. I saw a great uh, clip of a Maori Rastafarian politician resigning from or finishing his term in the New Zealand Parliament. Okay, I largely watched it because he sounded like Korg. No, oh, I found it quite funny. Did he say "piss off, government"? He, basically, yes. <laughs> uh, it's very enjoyable. I'll send you the link. Um, but a lot of uh, a lot of then race bait war about the fact he had dreadlocks even though he wasn't black and then other people saying he's a person of colour he's a Maori and then others saying he can't understand it because he's not a true African and it's, oh, it's a whole but, mess I mean this is the thing right? this this boils down to, to what way you look at it if you're having that argument that only African people can have dreadlocks you're relegating the rest of the world to nothingness dreadlocks were on coins in Roman on Roman coins well you're you're, you're, with dreadlocks you're hitting coins. an issue here of like it's basically who takes credit for something first yeah anyway look what's it got to do with comics sorry yeah, here's back. some more cultural sorry. appropriation this, this right? has not been a comic podcast here's some more cultural appropriation sure tell me more Thor nobody bats an eyelid at that do they lot, well a lot of Scandinavians not a lot of Scandinavians but not no 
Scandinavians aren't that pleased with the way Thor is treated as a as a comic book character because hmm. he's very Didn't different. Yeah, uh, no red hair. I, yeah, yeah, he's a kind of Aryan Superman. They mm-hmm. they took the depiction of him from the period of history when things were becoming Eurocentric. When Hitler uh, had a, a little look, see, and was like, "Oh, looks Scandinavian." Well, goes. yeah, I know that's so that's worrying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole thing about having to be worthy to have a hammer—that's not Scandinavian at all. Nope. Uh, uh, sacrifice, redemption. None of that's very Scandinavian. No. Uh, so a lot of Scandinavians not that fan. Uh, then also you start getting Oof. into like uh, what's the difference between cultural appropriation and just it's just, just a stereotype. And well, that's what I mean. Representation. That's that's mm-hmm. why I was arguing representation earlier. So I've two superhero teams here. They're both Marvel again. Okay. Uh, who are bloody ridiculous? Okay. Uh, big Big Hero Six. Yeah. Very silly. But look at the bloody makeup. So they're the Japanese super team. Yeah. You have one guy who flies around with a Japanese flag and he has the powers of fire. So he's literally a rising sun. Oh. You have another guy who is a samurai. Is he silver? Silver samurai. Mm. Because as you know, samurais, they're from Japan. Are they? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know. Uh, you have another guy who's a, a tech genius, because you know what the Japanese are like. Oh, they love a bit of tech. Exactly. Oh, you have a guy God. who turns into a kind of a Godzilla type of thing. Because you know... A Gojira. You know what the, the Japanese, they're like a... They love a big monster. So, it's just like I don't know if you could. I don't know if you could say making a samurai character is cultural appropriation, Mm. but you could. You could absolutely. uh, But I don't know whether it's a bad thing. That's the thing. Like it, it, you really have to gauge the reflection of people from that culture. I think what often happens in in these moments Mm -hmm. is that other people jump in and start defending the culture without having checked Mm. with the culture. Like there's an interesting thing, specifically Japanese wise. Katy Perry. Oh, Katy Perry. (laughs) Okay, that was that was straight racist, but fair enough. That's how the Japanese Uh, people said that name. But anyway. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she wore a kimono yeah. in a promotional photo shoot at one point. It's quite sexy. Of course, you you think that. Mm-hmm. And people who love BuzzFeed lost their fucking minds. Oh, fuck off, um, and loads of Americans lost their mind. Predominantly white Americans lost their mind who mm-hmm. said, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. They went to Japan, mm-hmm. showed this photograph to Japanese people, Mm-hmm. And did quite a lengthy national survey on this. It was in all the papers, and they wanted people to write in and tell them what they thought. Mm-hmm. Most Japanese people were like, "Oh, it's nice that our culture is getting representation in, in other countries." Do you think they would feel the same about Silver Samurai? I don't know, but this is the thing. I think what happens very often is that America decides to get outraged about mm-hmm. something. And fair enough, Marvel and DC and the kind of people that that borrow from other cultures is a predominantly American-based company. Not mm-hmm. anymore, but you know, comic books are. Superhero comic books mm-hmm. are American. Basically. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are allowed to get outraged over there, and then they kind of forget that the rest of the world exists. I, f- I think it's usually descendants of those cultures in America mm. that have a big issue with it. I don't know if you'd have... I would love to know how Africans feel about Black Panther the movie. Do they even know that it's coming out? That's what I mean. Like, are they aware that this is being... Do you think it's more relevant to Africans than African Americans? 
that's a that's a hornet's oh, that's nest. A kettle of fish, isn't that's it? That's a hornet's. Well, I mean, you could look at it. Okay, so to put my foot in it because I'm good at it. Good man. Luke Cage is very much for African Americans. Yes. Harlem is the core of a lot of African American culture, like mm-hmm. New Orleans and other places like that. And um, those two, those two distinct realms of African American culture are represented: one by Luke Cage, and, and the other by um, what's his name, the guy that gets killed in the middle, Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth. Cottonmouth is is kind of a typical Southern. You know, dresses very well. Mm-hmm. And then Luke Cage is the son of a minister, mm-hmm. and they they're both from the south, and they they both move up to Harlem, Harlem, mm-hmm. which is exactly the narrative that happened when black people started to migrate towards the north to mm-hmm. escape, you know, all the backlash from ending slavery. Good good job, Lincoln. Um, but that's very much for African Americans. He didn't free all the slaves. He didn't free all the slaves. No, he did not. But we're not getting into that today because that's not our place. Whereas I think, mm-hmm. I think much more of an attempt has been made to, because Black Panther doesn't sound American. No, he's African. But that's interesting, isn't it? Because mm. in the comics he has perfect English with no accent. Yes, because he went to school in... He went to school America in America. Or England somewhere. He was, he was, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Choices have been made here. And I think it's a great thing. Mm. It's also directed by an American man. Mm. Ryan and Coogler. mostly American and English actors. Yeah. So, like, but, uh, it's just... Is Lupita Nyong'o, she African? I it's couldn't say. I don't, I don't. It's an awfully African name, but I don't. I don't know. So anyway, I have another. Yes, sorry. Keep going. Game. Sorry, I keep coming back to this. Alpha <laughs> flight. Oh, bloody oh. hell! So there. So there's a man. Oh, oh, Canucks! There's a man who flies around in a Canadian flag. Oh, Because you always have to have a man flying around in a flag. Hmm. Then you have a woman flying around in a Canadian flag. Really? Yeah, his wife. Oh, okay. Um, then you have a literal Sasquatch. Yeah, Sasquatch. Yeah, yeah. You have a, you have Snowbird. She's a, Which is an, a native. an Inuit goddess. You have Shaman, oh. who's a, a a a first peoples native oh Canadian. I I got that native Canadian healer. Oof. You have Puck, because the Canadians they love hockey. They love hockey. They love a hockey. Is he is he a he, person of shorter stature? He's a midget. I didn't say that. Yes. Uh, whatever was the culturally appropriate thing to say in the 70s. So, Ben, uh, this is my issue with a lot of American comics, that when they're doing teams mm. from other places, when, when they have an American team, they're just people with cool powers and cool abilities. But when they do teams from other countries, they just do a group of stereotypes. Yeah. So, in honour of that, I have created a team of Americans. Oh, yes. I've done you a little picture. <laughs> I've created a theme of Americans. Okay. This is going to be good. This I've, is a surprise bit. I've, I've, created, this I've created a team of Americans. Um, With American appropriate superpowers. Yes, exactly. So uh, this is what an American superhero team would look like okay. if it was designed by an American who had never been to America. Excellent. If you get me. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Here's our superhero team. Oh, Jesus. Uh we have here Colonel USA. Colonel USA. Yes, uh, you'll notice that he is. Uh, he has a soldier, and on this, he, he has a shield, and on the front of the shield, he has an eagle. 
I can see that. Yeah, I haven't drawn the eagle in yet, but I'll do that later. And he has an American flag on his uh, his chest there, ah. and uh, he has the with the words the letters USA, USA. on his head. So he represents the 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 man in a flag. The man. You have to have okay. a man with, with a flag. Then over here we have uh, Johnny Two Guns. Is is he a cowboy? Michael? He's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. You can tell because he's wearing a rawhide vest. Uh-huh. Uh He's got uh, two special abilities. He's got a magic lasso Ooh. that he can use to lasso any old steer. Nice. Yeah, and he has two six shooters. I see. Both of which mysteriously can fire seven shots. Oh! I don't know what that implies. It doesn't matter. It uh, sounds exciting. Then here we have Fanny Pack. <laughs> That's the woman's name. Fanny Pack, as you can see, is a larger lady. She is. I thought her name was Laverne. No, it's Fanny Pack. Uh, she is. She looks like a, a typical American tourist abroad. She does. Uh, she, she's brash. She's uh, loud. Are those curlers in her hair? She has curls in her hair, yes. Yeah, she's opinionated. I, and as you can see here, uh, it's a coincidence. It's a Stan Lee-level coincidence. Okay. Her name is Fanny Pack. Fanilda Pack. Ah, Fanilda Pack. Yes, uh, and she has a mystical fanny pack. Uh, it could be mystical or it could be technological. But her it fanny pack yeah. can contain anything that you need. So she can reach into so her fanny like pack. So she's like a and, diabetic Mary Poppins? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah exactly. Or, uh, or a slightly less racist... Um, what's her name? Honey, honey Sugar? Honey Boo Boo? No, the character from... Big Hero 6 who has a magic purse oh um, lemon lemon honey lemon honey or something like that yeah, honey, honey lemon honey lemon something that's uh, ridiculous my god over here we have Thomas Gunn aka uh, Tommy Gunn he's from Chicago as you can see as I can see and he wears a pinstripe suit I can see uh, that Tommy used to have a brother oh no called uh, oh what else can be shortened to Tommy uh, not Thomas Tomabold Tomabold and he was killed oh that's his tragic backstory and a mob hit but when his brother was killed his spirit possessed his his Tommy gun Ah. so now he has a Tommy gun which never misses Um, over here we have La Girl it's L-A girl but people often misinterpret that as La Girl Uh, she's quite tanned old and tanned young and lovely uh, She's wearing a very revealing suit, as you can I see can here. I can see that. Uh, her powers are the ability to shriek so loud that it deafens people. Oh my god! Exactly. No, That's no. it. Exactly. Nice. And then finally, we have uh, Thunderbird from the X Men, who already exists. Yeah, he just already exists, <laughs> and he's just really racist. And he's um, plenty of stereotype enough for yeah. the team. Um, Michael, I just like to confirm for the listenership: you do have a significant other. Yeah. Um, so don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, he's not going to die alone. It's surprising given the amount of time and effort that's been put into this team. It's about 15 minutes. It's not that good. <laughs> I mean, you can see that Fanny Pack was a bit of a rush. Fanny Pack was a rush because she's existing. It's more MC Escher. Her leg is existing in one space. And uh, her... The idea here was that uh, she had forced her way between. Those are so there's a bit of a thunder shove. thighs. She's like an American tourist in a queue. Ah, she's shoving. She's kind of shoving. pushy. She's real pushy. Yeah. She's kind of shoving her way past the. Is, is her is her hidden superpower that she compares everything to back home? Uh, yeah, I think that's one of her defining characters. Well, it's not like that back home. So yeah, that's Thunderbird. That's a pretty good Thunderbird, actually. It's pretty decent. <laughs> it's pretty, I've seen some pretty poor Thunderbirds in my time. That's yeah. pretty good. So uh, that's 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 my strike back against All right. stereotypes. I like that. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, um, that ends two white men discuss issues that don't really relate to them. Um, that's what we're renaming the podcast, and um, we're sticking to it. Let us know what you think, um, especially if you're from any of the cultural backgrounds that we we mentioned. Mm. We would like to hear. Please do so respectfully. We're, we're very well. I'm very sensitive. Michael can take it. I'll, but, take, it, um, I'll take whatever you got. But uh, I can't take it. Um, yeah, let us know what you think. Let us know what you think about the See, Black yeah, Panther trailer. Um, he's oh, sorry. Spe- he's, that's why he has no feet, because he's spectral. Oh, he's spectral in origin. Yeah. Okay. I've just thought of that now, because okay. I forgot to draw feet we've, on We've added that there. Um, let us know what superpowers you think your American stereotype team would have, yeah. and where they come from. Yeah. Um, if, and you're Greece, if you're from Greece, would you have a character who throws plates at people? Oh, God. And eats a lot of calamari. Is that a Greek? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's the kind of it's the kind of cultural misstep that would make it in, though, isn't it? Uh, you can contact us on Twitter, can't they, Ben? They can. They can contact us on Twitter. They can contact us on Instagram. Yeah, which is my personal favorite. Yeah, um, or you can get in touch with us by Facebook. Yeah, apparently people are doing that now. Yeah, or just send us an L straight Gmail at Michael and Benjamin's Podcast um, at gmail.com. Yeah, and for anyone offended, sorry. 